Hello everyone and welcome to today's episode of Zaz the Mic Knowledge Base Podcast. I'm Ashin Kumar, the Product Marketing Manager here at Cloudblue and today's topic is all about the ID Managed Service Providers, also known as the MSPs. We will talk about what MSPs are and how they have evolved over the years and cover some of their current challenges and opportunities in the age of cloud. We will also cover their market size and the latest trends emerging out of it and talk about the ways in which they can differentiate themselves and grow their annual recurring revenue. We have a packed episode for you today, so a quick reminder, if you find this episode helpful, please follow us for more insights and download the assets linked in the show notes. All right, so what is an MSP? Well, MSPs by definition are typically third-party companies that manage a customer's ID infrastructure and end-user systems. So imagine things like contract management, application maintenance services, email solutions, data storage, hardware repair, software updates, cybersecurity, IT asset management, technical support. These are some of the many tedious tasks that MSPs handle for their end customers. And why do they do that? To simply allow the customer organizations enough bandwidth and resources to focus on other crucial tasks that matter for them. So if you look at the emergence of MSPs, they came into existence in the 90s, around the time when application service providers, also known as ASPs, were on the rise. So initially, the MSPs played a crucial role in offering a level of uh, service for remote application hosting. However, since then, they have redefined their scope and uh, differentiated themselves from other service providers. And in the last few years, MSPs have benefited a lot from handling the complexity that the customer faces when dealing with multiple vendors. So for instance, until a few years ago, the companies bought their hardware from a tech supplier, their software from a vendor or a system integrator, and uh, their services from another specialized third party. But at the end of the day, they still had to manage all of these different components, which in turn impacted their operational efficiency and made their end-to-end processes really complex. And let's also not forget that uh, these organizations often do not have enough resources or expertise to run, maintain, and monitor different systems. So that's why they usually outsource the complexity of handling all of these different tasks to MSPs. So MSPs own the relationships with the end customers and capture the largest portion of the margin in the supply chain. It's also important to highlight that MSPs often work on subscription service models, meaning the price of their services can vary depending on the usage. So for instance, MSPs can charge a fee for each device that they help manage, or they can charge a fee for each user whose IT needs they help manage. And with a subscription service, MSPs take responsibility for specific systems such that these systems keep running. Then they charge the customers on a monthly basis at the end of the cycle as per the service level agreements. And there are various types of MSPs, but for the purpose of this episode, I will quickly touch upon three types of them. The first kinds are the ones that specialize in delivering their own native services. The second type are the ones that offer a provider services while a third kind may offer a mix of their own native services and a provider services. And because MSPs work on a subscription model, they also help grow the annual recurring revenue. And we know annual recurring revenue, or ARR as we call it, is perhaps one of the topmost KPIs today for any organization. It's one of those core metrics that are at the very center of any board conversation today. So that naturally makes MSPs one of the most crucial players in the end-to-end digital supply chain. All right. So to summarize what we have covered so far, A, the MSPs handle various complexities for their customers, therefore increase their operational efficiency. 
B, MSPs provide complete business solutions, which means they provide hardware plus software plus services often bundled together. And these services can be their own native services or integrated with the provider services. And C, we also covered that MSPs provide these on a subscription business model. Now that we have established what MSPs are and how important their role is in this subscription economy, let's quickly look at some of their challenges and opportunities. As per one of the Gartner reports, the cloud managed service market is estimated to reach $102 billion by 2025. And by 2026, 26% of large organizations in mature economies will engage with MSPs for ongoing support of cloud-based strategic digital technology transformation, which as per the same report is currently at 14% last reported in 2020. The same report also predicts that in mature economies, 45% of the organizations have engaged with MSPs for cloud native architecture and operations, and this will increase to 61% by 2026. So while these numbers indicate a lot of potential for MSPs in the present and in the coming years, let's zoom in on the MSP market and some of the areas of opportunities for MSPs. There's a Gartner competitive index, also known as GCI map, that scores markets on a scale of one to 10 on the Y axis, where one represents concentrated growth, in other words, a complete monopoly, which means you get a limited set of vendor choices. And a score of 10 represents a fragmented market, meaning there are a lot of opportunities, but also a lot of competition. So in a GCI map for the cloud IT services market, all the opportunities are scored close to 10. And I mean, they're all ranked at seven and above. And what are these opportunities? These are things like cloud development services, cloud migration services, cloud consulting services, and of course the cloud managed services. But what's interesting is that in the same chart on the x-axis that places the opportunities from 0% to 100% compound annual growth, the cloud managed services show the highest growth at about 20%. There's also a dot that represents the size of the market, which we already established is predicted between 102 to $103 billion by 2025 for cloud managed services. So what does all of this mean? It simply means the play field for MSPs is huge, but highly fragmented. And it shows the highest growth in the cloud IT services market. But naturally, with so much potential and opportunities, there are going to be a lot of players in the market trying to compete with each other and trying to capture the same market. We see that happening today already, apart from the big names like Accenture, Capgemini, Wipro, TCS, IBM, ATOS, NTT Data, and the likes, that are already established in the market and are to a large extent also considered pure play MSPs. There's also competition from tech OEMs, the original equipment manufacturers that uh, provide some kind of managed private clouds or local clouds as a service. Dell has its Apex, HPE has uh, GreenLake, while Acer, Asus and Lenovo, they all have their cloud enterprise solutions for smart transportation, smart health, smart manufacturing, and they all act as true managed service providers. Even the company Xerox, which is uh, very synonymous with printing, has its managed print services, and it uh, delivers intelligent workspace solutions, which contributes to 77% of Xerox's revenue today after sale, as per one of their financial reports. And if that's not all, even the co-location and telecom service providers, the likes of Lumen and Equinix, and even the hyperscalers, uh, GCP, Azure, AWS, they're all trying to capture the managed services market across both public and private clouds. And then there are similar instances in the ISV world as well, where the vendors are either morphing into MSPs or simply vertically integrating with them. So with all that in competition, it's really challenging for MSPs, mostly the small or medium-sized MSPs, to differentiate themselves from other players.
So now let's look at what are some of the differentiators that MSPs can create. Well, the first thing that MSPs should try to do is to expand their SaaS and IAS catalog and try and automate a number of unique billing solutions to have uh, leverage over their competitors. In fact, there is an IDC report that uh, advises managed service providers to expand their ecosystem and create new offerings. It urges them to address Industry 4.0, IIoT, which as we know stands for Industrial Internet of Things, and 5G solutions and couple it with cloud ecosystem providers for full end-to-end -end solutions. MSPs can also create differentiators by unifying their cloud procurement. Because at the end of the day, they need to have a centralized multi-vendor, multi-country cloud procurement system. One more way for them to create their own differentiator is to strengthen their multi-cloud orchestration, which basically translates to a central management of public and private cloud infrastructure. The other thing that MSPs can do is to also automate their anything as a service delivery and bundle replacements and provide their value added offerings like workplace as a service or cybersecurity as a service or Wi-Fi as a service along with it. Or they can provide multi-cloud solutions that help them provide tailored bundles. And then there are various other ways like improving their tooling and interface or creating a differentiator around pricing and SLAs or enhancing their spend management and reporting capabilities for billing to gain a competitive edge in the market. But of course, it's all much easier said than done, and not all MSPs have the capability to create these differentiators on their own. That's why we also see trends of mergers and acquisitions and uh, a lot of partnerships in this sector. So for instance, MSPs that aren't strong in let's say areas like tooling and interfaces, but have other industry competencies partner with companies that do have strong tooling and interfaces. And that's just one example, but there are so many different ways. And generally speaking, smaller or medium-sized MSPs do not want to develop their own platforms or build their own tools or create their own APIs. And rightly so, because it's a huge overhead for them. They would rather invest more in analytics to get them more business, or they would build capabilities on top of the Google Cloud or Azure that will create the differentiators for them. All right, so I will just pause here for a second and summarize the important points we have covered so far. We have covered that MSP market opportunity is huge. It's also a high growth and highly fragmented market, and there are a lot of players competing in the space. We have established that the lines between different verticals are blurring, the OEMs, the telcos, the ISVs, the hyperscalers, they're all trying to capture the MSP market share. And when it comes to challenges, MSPs, especially the smaller and the medium-sized ones, struggle to differentiate themselves. We have also seen that MSPs can and do benefit from partnerships that help them create some of these differentiators. That's why mergers and acquisitions are a huge trend in the space. With all these unique challenges, MSPs often benefit from buying the tooling off the shelf or working with a partner that can provide tooling off the shelf to them. Because at the end of the day, smaller and medium-sized MSPs also want to grow and expand their presence globally. And uh, they would also benefit from a centralized management for the procurement of cloud solutions across subsidiaries in different countries. And this is where Cloudblue can help. Cloudblue can help MSPs in expanding their SaaS and IS catalog with its uh, existing 200 plus top vendor integrations. And we all know for any organization, growing the catalog of solutions manually is a tedious task. It drives the cost up, it's always resource intensive, and it's typically a very slow and a long process. 
CloudBlue solves this problem by offering instant access to hundreds of IaaS and SaaS vendors with its ready-to-use connectors in place. Another way CloudBlue helps MSPs is by offering them the ability to automate their backend integrations to support the fulfillment of bundled subscriptions on their marketplaces or public marketplaces. This also helps them create their own value-added services like cybersecurity as a service or Wi-Fi as a service or a workplace as a service. CloudBlue also helps MSPs manage multi-cloud orchestration. Central management of public and uh, private cloud infrastructure is a core pain point for MSPs. CloudBlue helps them develop, orchestrate, and deploy application templates and offer application-centric management services across public, private, and hybrid clouds from one platform. Another way CloudBlue helps MSPs is by enabling them create their own B2B marketplaces. And this is not typical of all MSPs to create their own marketplaces. There are a lot of them that generate a huge share of their revenue by acting as the resellers of hardware and software. And this happens because they have established pricing leverages with many of the vendors that deal with. And here I must point out that these marketplaces are not for their end MSP clients, but for the SMB market in general. So that also is a huge opportunity for MSPs to differentiate themselves from their competitors. And those are some of the many different ways CloudBlue can help MSPs in creating their own unique differentiators. So to conclude, the MSPs must offer differentiators that will help them sustain and grow in this large fragmented managed services market. Because the new market leaders in the space will be those who eliminate hassle and proactively offer creative solutions. As the demands of digital transformation are passed on from the customers to the go-to experts they depend on, it's up to these trusted advisors, the MSPs of the future, to transform today's limitations into tomorrow's opportunities. Hope this episode was helpful for you. And if you want to learn more, visit cloudblue.com or follow us on socials or email us at uh, together at cloudblue.com. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.